0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Hallelujah. Are you excited about going into year 2010? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God that I live another year, and I'm still here to serve Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like to ask one sister to give testimony. I know that this is out of the blue. She didn't prepare. I'd like to ask Cheryl Hero to share the blessing of joining this church. You decided to come and join us, and also what happened to you in the past couple of days or so in your home. Can you bless people by encouraging people? What is the blessing of joining into this family of God? Sorry for the last minute. I like to do that. <laughs> well, um,
2: first of all, I've been coming to this church since uh, May. And I came just to just to, um, be a participant of the evangelism team. I wanted to learn about it. Um, I had a, a, a church that I was going to. So I just came here basically to learn um, because uh, Dr. it was Dr. Lau I saw him as his patient, and after he and I had talked, after visiting him, I, um, talked, I was talking to him about how I really wanted to learn how to share Jesus, and I didn't know how to do that, and I was afraid to go out and do it alone. And so he, enjoyed, he asked me to join the evangelism team. So they took me by the hand, and I went out with them, and I uh, grew. And, um, and I don't know, the more I stayed here, the more I just kept coming back. First, it was just the first couple of weeks that I came uh, a month to to be with the evangelism team. So I always showed up on the day we were going to go out. And after that, I just kept coming, and coming. And it's finally like God just was saying to me, you know, this is your new home. So I'm so happy to be here. Um, my husband, who is not a believer, he's been coming a few times to the church. And he came on it was uh, New Year's Eve day to uh Brenda and Tom supasada's house and um that that morning the morning that um I was kind of going to come i'll go over to brenda's house. my husband he doesn't know Jesus very well, and he was just kind of in a not a very good mood that morning, and so I thought, oh no 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 this this isn't the way I want to start my new year, you know so, <laughs> so he was over. He was over it, with his head in the freezer trying to get to the bottom of the freezer to pull some something out of there and he was having such a, a quote difficult time with it. He's just rrr, rrr, just grumbling along and and I was around the corner just heating up some water and the more I heard him I thought I'm going to take my glass of water and I'm going to go take a shower right now and get out of the room. And it was right about then I just it just started so slowly. I just had this little bit of a you know and I'm um, pretty singer <laughs> you know and then i took out my my gla- my glass of water and by then i was had my head thrown back and i was just howling just laughing so hard i could not stop i tell you i don't know how long i was doing this for but i had my my head and my whole body just leaning on the on the counter cuz i had to have something to hold myself up with and and it just kept laughter. going on and, on and on and on and on and it was like my husband comes over around the corner and goes, what is the matter with you? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. He said, what are you laughing at? I said, I don't know. but <laughs> And I, would j- just, I could not stop. And pretty soon I heard um, him over to the side because I wasn't even paying attention to him. I was too busy laughing. And he was sitting over in a chair with his head leaning over the chair and he was sitting down and he was laughing so hard the tears were coming down his face and he could not stop and 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 then i would stop and then i would start and he would just start and i've never heard him laugh so hard and so long I, I know he must have i don't know i don't know i don't even know if he knows what it was all about
0: yeah, I don't but so. i went and,
2: and took a shower and when i came back out of the shower he was in the room, and it started again. <laughs> oh, I laughed, I, laughed I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. And finally, I had to call up Brenda and share with Brenda what was going on. Uh-huh. And I, Brenda started chuckling a little bit. And I said, gee, I wonder if I'm going to be coming over and bringing this with you to your house tonight. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was incredible. It was, it was incredible. I, I have to say, I have never laughed that hard in my life. Never and it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful, but i but I was trying to say while well, I was laughing, I was trying to say, "God, please, stop because it hurts so much. I got you know i just didn 't know I had my muscles were out of shape that bad, you know so he would he would he would let off for a little while and then boom, back we go again, you know so and i didn 't even ask for it. All I said was, God, I do not want to start this new year like this." this man is really upset and I'm not going there. I want to be with you, Lord God. You know, I want your happiness and then he gave it to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So wonderful. God has a lot of sense of humor. He is the Father. He's not a... Somebody, authority figure in the universe with a long beard and bad knees and bad elbows and bad back and walk around and knock people with disease and sickness and, and happy to see people suffer, see people get into trouble. He is a good father. Amen. He's an upper father. Yes. And he loves to tickle his people and cause a laughter. Amen. I laughed first time in my life with the Holy Ghost in year 1987, when I went to a meeting, and I was lay hand on. And when I went to the floor, suddenly the Holy Spirit came all over me. God started to tickle me, and I was laughing and laughing for half an hour. And the same thing, I told God, I think it's enough because my stomach started to get hurt. And he keeps laughing. When you watch funny movie, you laugh from your brain. You look at a funny movie and it tickles your brain and you laugh. But the laugh of the Holy Ghost, it from inside. That's why Jesus said that you all have rivers inside you. In the inner being, the New King James Version used the word, the, from the inner being, the rivers flow out of you. And that is the river of joy, the rivers of healing, the rivers of grace and mercy. So flow. I believe God is bringing the joy of God back to the church. Amen? So laughter, the holy laughter is real and it's good for the church because it brings you strength. The joy of the Lord gives you strength. Amen. You think sadness is good or bad? Bad. Joy is good or bad? Bad. Hell is good or bad? Bad. Heaven. Jesus is good or bad? bad? The devil is good or bad? Amen. <laughs> so now you see why the devil doesn't want the church to have joy. Because he know that if you are sad, you're going to be depressed and you're going to be weak and you're going to be cr- you know, cranky and cause a lot of problems in your home. God wants to give you joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When I come to church, I like to see people smiling. Amen. Do you know that joy is a sign of faith? When you face problems and you can laugh, you are telling the devil, when you walk like this, and then the devil come and kind of buck you in the back, like, come, I'm going to give you a hard time. You, hunt, you turn back and ha, 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 and you turn around. And then he buck you in the back again and kick you in the back and try to elbow you, and you turn around, ha, 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 ha. Eventually, the devil stop bucking you because he knows that he cannot touch you, he cannot change you because you are trusting in the Lord. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. I want to see everybody get the touch of God and have a holy laughter. It's really good. It's really fun. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So why don't we hear the message today for the new year? Amen? How many people are ready for the message? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your love and thank you so much for your word. We pray, Father, that today the teaching and preaching will not be persuasive, words of human wisdom. Thank you, Father, that I speak with accent. I don't speak with the ability like an orator, Lord, who can convince people with human ability. Father, but we ask for the Holy Spirit, the anointing, to speak to your people, that your Holy Spirit will convict, will reveal, will open the eyes of people to see the truth. And may this teaching... Be the life-changing truth to their life, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. We don't want only the head knowledge. We want to change, amen. When you read the full gospel carefully, you notice that Jesus was not walking around with head knowledge. He was walking around teaching the kingdom of God to change people's life. We want to see the change in people's life, amen. How many people agree with me that the future is sometimes frightening? Amen? Because nobody knows what's going to happen in the next 12 months. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the next 363 days. Wherever human beings are involved, there is never permanent and complete security. There's nothing stable when human beings are involved. Therefore, I believe you all know this fact that we cannot count on what's going to happen this year. We cannot count on there being world peace. We cannot even count on the politicians, whoever we choose. We cannot count on the hope that our loved ones going to be here 363 days from now. Amen? So we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. So we cannot count on anything on earth here. Nothing on earth is under our control. But I want to tell you the good news. God is in control. There is a the good news for the new year. Most of us know that everything on earth here is out of our control. The only thing we can do is to take control of what we can control, such as our mouth, our heart, our action. We need to be responsible for our own action, but we just accept that a lot of things around us, people around us, the circumstances around us are out of our control, and we don't need to sweat about it. But the Bible says clearly in First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11, I'm going to read from New King James first, and then Living Bible. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. In the Living Bible, the Bible says, Everything in the heavens and earth is yours, O Lord. We adore you as being in control of everything. When you read this scripture, you remember the word God's sovereignty? God is sovereign. He is control of everything. He is the ruler. He is the supreme ruler of everything in heaven, on earth, and in the universe. He is in charge. He has the supreme and the highest of authority over everything in the whole universe system. And we are his children. Are you glad? that we are the children of the God who is in control. He is in control over the nature. He created nature, and He sustains nature. And He is also overruled the nature. He can overrule the natural principle and natural law, and that's what we call miracles. In my life, I've seen so many miracles that God overruled What happened on earth here? Remember one time in Tokyo, the broadcasting said that there would be snow in Tokyo, big, thick snow. But when the church prayer that God will move, that that Sunday there would not be snow, and God did. The snow stopped by Saturday night. So the broadcast was wrong. Amen? So God overruled the nature. Not only that, God is in control of history. Did you know that? Human history is not circular. Go around and around and around. Human history is linear. It go from one place, go toward the grand climax. Nothing on earth happened as a random act of event or happened as an accident. God is control of world history and the climax will come. And that climax is that when Jesus Christ comes back on earth, to rule the earth and to judge every human being according to what they have done. And that's why we have to be careful how we live now because that climax is going to come and we're all going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And because the Lord is in control of history, therefore everything on earth here, there is a meaning, there is a purpose, there is also a plan Because God is in control of history. Do you know that God has a purpose for your life? You are not here by accident. God has a plan and purpose for you. Even more, God specifically and personally is in control of your life. Many things in your life you cannot control, but God controls it. You cannot dictate or control where you were born, who you were born to, when were you born. You cannot control your nationality. Sometimes I discuss with Pastor Da, I hope I can speak English without accent. I hope I would be born in America and would be able to preach very fluently like some preacher in America because I'm still struggling with English when I preach. But Pastor Da say, I'm sorry, God made you born as a Thai man and speak with accent. I cannot change that. You cannot control your skin color. You cannot control your nationality. Is not under your control. You cannot even dictate your giftedness, your passion, your personality, your talents, your abilities, and your passion and your heart desire. Everything is given to you by God. He designed all those things for you. Every gene in your body, in your cell, is designed by God. It's out of your control. Amen. So we come to this point, we realize that God is in control. And then you ask me, Pastor, if God is in control, is it possible that I can have freedom of choice? Yes, you have freedom of choice. You can choose whatever you want to the certain limit. I say it's to the certain limit. I give you example. If you would decide to play a chess game today, your opponent is a grandmaster chess player. You can make choice to move anything on that table, but the end outcome, you will lose. Or oh, you can say that, I'm going to go on the cruise to go to Oahu, Hawaii. Aloha and mahalo. I'm going to get into that cruise, and you have the free choice to go up on the top deck and the bottom deck, and you're going go to go into any restaurant in there. You can play any game. You can swim in that cruise. But one thing you cannot control is that the chip is going to arrive Hawaii. In your life, you can make your own choice. But one thing you cannot control, Jesus is coming back. The world is going to come to the end. And God is going to come and judge the world. God is still in control over a big picture. Amen. Now, You say, yes, I want to have freedom of choice. And thank God for the freedom of choice because that is the second best gift for your life besides the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ given to the church. You are in control of your decision, yes. But you need to understand one thing. You are responsible for the outcome of your decision. Listen one more time. You are responsible for your decision. Sometimes, when people come and get mad at me, that they marry someone that gives them a hard time. Pastor, you marry us. You ask the question, do you accept this man to be your husband, and you say, I do. And then they come and blame me that I lead them into marriage. And they say, No, it's your choice, you choose him. You are responsible. <laughs> Somebody point finger like this. <laughs> It's your choice. You are responsible for your choice. That's what you get. Amen. So even though you have freedom of choice, but you cannot avoid the consequences of your choice. For us as believers, the truth that is very comforting to all of us is that we're going to enter into year 2010 with the understanding that God is in control. And you are a child of God. And you don't need to worry about anything. Because of this fact, we understand three things today. Number one, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So the first thing that we understand about God is in control is that you can plan everything for your life in your 2010. But your plan has a limit. How many people have this kind of conversation with, in your family before? Wow, things have not gone the way I have planned. Have you ever said that way? I planned this way, but things has not have happened. God changed direction in your life. God changed the plan, and things do not go as your plan, but God has another plan, but his plan is always the best. I remember when I was a young man, about 10 years old, a young boy. I want to be a general in the Thai army. Every time I drove by the military school, I was looking at that school and said, one day I'm going to be there. One day I'm going to be a general. I want to be a, a soldier fighting. But God changed the plan. He made me become a neurosurgeon. After I become a neurosurgeon, I have a plan to be a professor of the prestige university in America. I want to write many journals. I want to be famous in research. But suddenly in 1987, God changed my plan. You must be a pastor. God changed plan all the time. Amen? I remember many years ago, I had a plan to go to Japan and plant churches in Japan. But God changed the plan. God shipped me back to Thailand. So God always changed our plan, and God has a better idea. Our plan has a limit. Amen. I don't mean that we should not plan or set go in our life. Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1, we may make our plans, yeah, we should make our plan, but God has a last word. Verse 9 says, we should make plans counting on God to direct us. Yes, we should make plans in 2010. But at the same time, while we are planning, we should be praying. Planning without praying, without seeking God's direction is presumptuous. And you say, Yeah, I know what I'm gonna do in 2010. I want to tell you, you don't know. Because you don't know what can happen tomorrow. You can plan for tomorrow, but as you planning and move forward, you praying and seeking God's direction. Let God lead your step and ask God what exactly you need to do. A mark of a mature man, a woman, is that he or she realizes that things can change. And you need to be flexible. A mature man, a woman, are those who are so rigid. I don't want to change anything. This is the way to go. I don't want to change. But if you are mature, you are willing to be flexible. You are willing to change the plan according to what God tells you to do. And you change it without getting an answer, without being so nervous about it. You just relax and change whatever God tells you to do. In year 2010, you should cooperate with God. You should plan and pray, plan and pray, plan and pray. And ask God, what is the next step? You should ask God, what is the next step for my family? What is the next step for my job? What is the next step for my ministry? What is the next step you want me to go for my finances? What is the next step for the relationship that I have right now with my boyfriend and girlfriend? Maybe God tell you to continue. Maybe God tell you to dumb him. No, I'm serious. I'm kidding. (laughs) Only boyfriend girlfriend, though, not married couple. You don't dumb your your spouse. (laughs) Don't take my message wrong, okay? But somebody needs to be dumb. Some bad boyfriend, girlfriend need to be dumb away and get a new one. Because some of you may think that I'm going to marry that girl when I was in the second grade. And that girl doesn't know about it. But when you grow up, you marry another person. What you need to do is to really follow God's direction each day. And you will be successful. The second thing about God is in control. Besides that your plan has a limit. Number two, your problem has a purpose. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, At present, you may be temporarily harassed by all kinds of trials. This is not accident. It happens to prove your faith, which is infinitely more valuable than gold. In other words, everything in your life that happened is not by accident. Everything that happened in your life is God's filtered. God allow it to happen. God give permission for those things to happen to you for the good of your life. Don't misunderstand me. I don't say that everything that happens to your life is God's will. That's why Jesus said, pray that your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it means that not everything that happens on earth is God's will. And not everything that happened to you is from God either. God doesn't make it happen. It may come from somebody else. may come from somebody's weaknesses and sin, and, or, or come from the devil, or come from somebody's immaturity. But God allowed it to happen for your good purpose. Amen? God doesn't give people sickness. God doesn't give people cancer. I don't think God sent that two plane to hit two towers in New York, but God allowed it to happen, to wake people up in America, to repent. It comes from the devil, not come from God. God allowed those things to happen. What we need to do is to cooperate with him and keep the right heart and right attitude and walking by faith. You can see this thing happen in the Bible all the time. You remember Paul? The apostle Paul was put in jail. When you look at the situation, wow, God is so mean, allowing Paul to be in prison. But you know why? He was sitting in that small room in prison. He had a chance to write most of the New Testament letters. I know that Paul is like me. Keep going, going, going. I'm a very workaholic guy. Keep going, keep working, keep working. I never stop. And Pastor Darnell knows very well. So if God doesn't put me somewhere to sit and just relax and focus, I will not sit and write a lesson. Remember the story of Pharaoh. God could have told Pharaoh, yes, let them go. But God allowed Pharaoh to say no 10 times so that the children of Israel could experience the signs and wonders and the miracles of God 10 times that they would not forget. They would see the mighty acts of the hand of God. And now we have the story in the Bible. We can read that no matter what happened, God still can intervene, and God is a miracle-working God. Amen. Amen. God allows Satan to kill Jesus. God did not put Jesus on the cross, but Satan had a plan to kill the Son of God. And when Jesus was put on the cross, Satan might have thought, Ha, 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 we have victory. Now the whole world is going to be full of evil. We won. The case. We won the battle. But three days later, the devil was disappointed. Because God is a God of recovery. God changed crucifixion to resurrection. Amen. God made good out of bad. God made glory out of evil. God made growth out of pain and suffering. And that's my experience in this ministry all the time. When I face suffering and problem, I know, I can count on God that something good is going to happen in a few days and a few months. Because our God is the God of the lost and found. Our God is the God of recovery. He is expert. He is specialized in making good out of bad. Amen. Everything has a purpose. Amen. Amen? You remember the story about Joseph. Joseph was really mistreated, persecuted, rejected, and sold by his brothers into slavery. When he went into Potiphar's house, he was also falsely accused of committing adultery. And then he was put in jail. While he was in jail, God allowed those people to forget about him for many years. But what happened? God made good out of it. He said one time in the Bible, Joseph said, You meant evil to me, but God meant good for all of us. Out of those things, it came out he became second in command in Egypt. And he was able to save his own national people, the Hebrews, and also save the people in Egypt because God gave him supernatural wisdom how to resolve the problem of famine. Amen? Amen? God is expert in changing good out of bad. So this year, if you face problems, don't panic. Just trust God because God knows what he is doing. He will allow all those things to happen to have a purpose, a good purpose in your life. In order to face year 2010 and the next year, you need to learn how to look past the problem and the pain to the purpose of God. Don't focus on the pain that you have, but you look past it and look for the purpose that God has for you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17, this is the reason we never lose heart. We never get discouraged. We don't give up. These troubles which are temporary are winning for us a permanent, glorious, and solid reward, all out of proportion to our pain. Praise God. If God is for us, who can be against us? I want to let you know that your hope in year 2010 is not the government. Your hope is not in human being. Your hope is not in the stock market. Your hope is Jesus Christ. He is your hope. As long as you cling to him and you follow him, he can change the bad things into the good things. He is the God of recovery. In Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39, the Bible says, What then shall we say in response to this? I mean, to all the hardship that he faced. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his son, his own son, but gave him up for all, how will he not also along with him, I mean, with Jesus, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. God, Jesus, is interceding for us in heaven. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long and we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let's give hand to God. No matter what you face this year, bad or good, remember, Jesus is your hope. And he's going to change the bad into the good. What human beings meant evil to you, what the devil meant evil to you, God meant good for you. He wants to bless you. Amen? So that's number two. God is in control. Number one, God is in control. Therefore, your plan can be flexible. You need to make plan. Number two, You need to believe that God is in control because your problem has the purpose and good purpose from God. Number three, your prayer. You know, when you talk about future, you always think about praying, thinking about what God can help me in the future. Your prayer has an impact. I don't know about you. When I was a new believer, I remember every time I kneel down in prayer, the devil would whisper to me. He whispered to me, are you crazy? Are you psyching yourself? Is this a psychological hype? God is not real. You are talking to the ceiling. Nothing going to happen when you pray. God is not real. You just make up God in your own mind. This is a mumbo-jumbo. God is not listening to you. It's a waste of time. I want to tell you, after I become a Christian for 28 years, I learned that prayer is not a waste of time. God listened to our prayer. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Because God is in control, therefore, our prayer will make a big difference. When you pray, God will do something for you. You don't need to know the key man in your company as long as you know the person who holds the key, and that is Jesus Christ. You don't need to worry about what your boss say, because your boss doesn't have the ultimate authority. As long as you know God the Father who loved you, he has the ultimate authority to work in the heart of your boss. Amen. Amen. I remember many years ago, I approached my boss at the University of Washington. I said, can you... Get me into the program that I will become a resident, full residency, full training to be neurosurgeon in America. And he said, no, we could not accept a foreign doctor like you. He said no to me. I approached him the second time. I wrote a letter to him. He said, no, we could not accept the foreign doctor like you. And I turned back home. I knelt down and prayed with Pastor Da. God, you are supreme authority. You are above my boss. I will get the job. And it happened. God gave me the job. Eventually, my boss has to beg me to stay. Because the final authority is not my boss, but it's my God in heaven. (laughs) Prayer. Make a big impact to your life. And not only that, the Bible says that when you pray, God can do much more than what you can imagine and what more than you can ask. The Bible says in the Living Bible, Ephesians 3.20, God is able to far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. So he can do more than what you pray. He can do greater things than what you can imagine if you dare to pray to God. So you enter into the new year, 2010, with a lot of prayer and believe God can answer you. Amen? In First John chapter 5, verse 14, the Bible said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Because we realize that God is in control. He's control over nature. He can change the nature. He overruled human law, and he can. Therefore, we can pray to God of heaven who overruled nature, overruled human law, and overruled the government, and he can do whatever he wants. And we call that miracles. Christians can expect miracles because our God is in control. And he overrules everything on earth, in heaven, and in the earth here. Amen? How should we respond to this message? We should respond to this message by accepting the rulership, the lordship, and the control of God over our life. We should not resist his rulership, his control. We should not reject and deny his lordship. We should not run away from it, but we should accept it, cooperate with it, and be grateful and enjoy the blessing of God who is in control. Everyone say, enjoy the blessing. In his control, nothing can devastate you. Nothing can make you lack sleep. You can go to bed and sleep every night because he is in control. And you can pray, and you can depend on His direction, and you know that good things going to come out from the bad things. In the next 363 days, nothing can devastate you. Amen? Amen? You can have peace. You can let the God who is in control take care of the uncontrollable in your life. I know that many things you cannot control, but God can control it. God can. You can trust Him. That's how we enter the new year. I want to summarize the teaching this morning. Before we enter a new year, I want to make sure that we all have the good foundation. All of these things that I preach about God is in control will not work if we don't have the good foundation and good base to stand on. This is a summary to enter the new year, the base that you need to have in your life. I just want to make sure that you have the right base. The right base, number one, four things, quickly. Number one, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He proved that He is God by being resurrected from the dead. And He died on the cross to pay for your sin. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 2 to 4. It is the good news that saved you, that Christ died for our sin, just as the Scripture said He would and that he was buried three days afterward, he rose from the grave. I want to make sure that you enter this year by believing that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. He is God who died on the cross for your sin. When we say the word believe in the Greek meaning, the Greek meaning of the word believe doesn't mean that yes, I agree. I believe that Hitler Existed, but I am not a Nazi. I believe that Stalin existed, but I am not a communist. I believe in Jesus Christ, but I am a Christian. What is the difference here? Demons said that Jesus is the Son of the Living God. They believe, but they are not saved. Because the word believe here means to be committed, to trust in, to cling to to rely upon, and to adhere to. If you want to believe in Jesus, you need to be committed to Him. You need to follow Him and follow His instruction. Commit your life to Him. That's number one, the first base that you need to go. Second thing, not only believe Jesus is the Son of the living God, number two, you need to accept His forgiveness. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 22, Now God say He will accept and acquit you declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus to take away our sins and we can also be saved in this same way by coming to Christ no matter who we are and what we have been like. No matter who you are, you are American, you are Chinese, you are Japanese, you are Cambodian, you are African, you are rich, you are poor, you are highly educated, you are not educated. It doesn't matter where you have been. There is no hopeless case in God. As long as you come and approach God, He forgives your sin. He wipes all the sin away clean. Amen? Accept God's forgiveness. That's number two. You make sure that you believe in Jesus as a Son of the living God. Two, you accept His forgiveness. Three, The Bible say in Mark chapter 1 verse 15, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Romans chapter 12 verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Number three, the third thing to build foundation in your 2010 is to switch your life from your way to his way. Switch your life from one plan to another plan. The Bible used the word repentance. The word repentance means changing your mind, changing your way of life. Sometimes when I witness to people, I can tell from their face that they think this way. If I become a Christian, my life will get bored. I will not have fun, have friends, I will not have freedom anymore. Actually, it's not true. When you become a Christian, God doesn't slow you down. You're still running. You still have fun. But different kind of fun. Amen? Since i become a Christian, I haven't slowed down. I used to have fun, go out and dancing and disco, in a disco club. And drinking and get drunk. But now I have fun going to the party of God and get drunk in the Holy Spirit and laughter and see people get touched and demons come out from people. You don't slow down. You're still running. You still have fun. You still have enjoy loving people, running around with new friends and have new freedom in God. Switching to the way of God doesn't make your life slow down or bored, but it's fun. Amen? And I want to go that direction for the rest of my life. Number four, last one. You need to enter into this new year with the right foundation. Number one, believe or commit your life to the Son of God. Two, accept His forgiveness. Three, repent or turn away from your old way and switch to God's plan. Number four, you need to express your faith. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9, if you confess with your lips Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You need to learn how to confess and express with your mouth, God, you are my savior. God, you help me. You need to confess. You are not saved by just thinking in your mind. You need to learn how to confess it, speaking it out. Asking God to help you. Telling God what he can do for you. Amen? Everyone say believe. Believe. Accept. Accept. S, switch. E, express. express. So you believe Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross and raised from the dead. You accept His forgiveness. You switch your life from your way to God's way. And number four, you express that He is the Son of the living God. I want to give you the hope of New Year. I want to conclude. Our God is in control. Our plan has some limit. But we can follow His direction day by day. Pray and ask God for the new direction. Our problems have a good purpose. God can change bad into good. And our prayers have the impact. I give you one example. When Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, the devil must be laughing that, wow, the Son of God was destroyed, was crucified, he died. But you know, if you can put people 2,000 years ago in the time machine and run to this today, those people in the Roman Empire would be shocked to see you wear the cross on your neck. Because in their mind at that time, the cross means torture, death, and penalty. But today, when you wear the cross, you look at the cross, you say life, resurrection, hope, victory, heaven, forgiveness. God can change bad things into the hopeful thing. Don't lose sleep. Don't have an ulcer when you face a problem. God can change the bad situation into the good situation. Our God is in control. Everyone say, God is in control. I can count on Him. I can trust Him. I will follow Him. I will never lose heart That is a message For new year of 2010 God is in control Amen Amen Hallelujah I want to encourage All of you this morning Before I close the service More than 28 years ago I and my wife We were boyfriend, girlfriend We quarrel a lot We did not have peace. We did not have life and joy. We faced a lot of problems. We rarely smiled. We need to find a movie or something to make us laugh. Life has no meaning. Life had no purpose. Until one day we both accepted Jesus Christ. And the purpose of God come in. And we start a new life we have more joy, we have victory, we can pray to God and God answer our prayer. God provide for us, God protect us, God lead us every single day, help us every single day. I want to encourage those who don't have this four basic thing in your life, believing, accepting God's forgiveness, switching the way of life to God's way. The Bible says that the gate is wide, that leads to destruction. But the gate that leads to life is narrow. You need to make a choice. I made a choice. Pastor Dan and I made the choice to follow God into that narrow gate 28 years ago. And we never regret it. We pay off now. So wonderful. The family, the work, the business, The kids, everything is paid off now after 28 years of following God. Faithfully, every week, every single day. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Accept His forgiveness. Turn away from your old way and follow His way. Go to church, read the Bible, study what He's saying, obey Him, and confess with your mouth that He is the Son of the living God. He is your Savior and your Lord. I want to encourage you to do that today. Early in the year 2010. Start your life. And you're going to see what I preach today from the Word of God. God is in control. Your life will turn around to a higher level. He loves you. He has the best plan and purpose for your life. He wants to bless you. Our Father in Heaven never want to hurt anybody. He want to bless His people, His children. How many people want to have those four base in your life, four things in your life? Raise your hand up. God, I accept you. Raise your hand up to God. Accept Jesus. Life will come to you. Amen. Pray with me. Father in heaven, today, I want to make sure I have the right base to stand for year 2010. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He was raised from the dead on the third day to prove that He is the Son of God. I accept your forgiveness, Lord. I am not perfect I have sinned I have done wrong in my life Please forgive me Wash away my sin By the blood of Jesus Christ And today I want to switch From the old way To God's way I repent of my sin I turn away from my old ways and follow your new way. That narrow gate that will lead to life, to prosperity, to success, to the true victory, to strength, and heaven. And I express, I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. is my Lord and Savior. My Lord and Savior. I follow, you. I follow you. I declare today, Lord. I declare today, Lord. You are in control, you are in control. Of, everything of everything in my life. In my life. And, in and in this world. You are the gods of miracle. God of miracles. You are in control of nature. You are in control of nature. And history. And history. And the things in the world. And the things in the world. I believe, Father. I believe Father. that my prayer. Make a, make a big difference I believe Father, I believe, Father That my problems, my problems Have a good purpose, a good purpose. And, I believe, Father, and I believe Father That you can make good, can make good, out, of good. out of bad in my life I declare this, I declare this. In, Jesus in Jesus mighty name Amen Amen, Amen. Give the mighty hand of praises Hallelujah Hallelujah how many people have hope from today on, that this year you're going to face situation with hope? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com To all gathered